Someone recently told me that I inspired them to start their healing journey and they are now scheduled to see their first therapist. What? Welcome to the Anxious Therapist Podcast. My name is Jacqueline and I am your host. I am a licensed mental health therapist, online anxiety coach, and I have anxiety and depression. I'm here to bring you raw, real, relatable content to remind you we are never alone. And today's episode is no different. I'm sitting on my couch waiting for my fourth therapy session and... I'm freaking out. So I thought, let's talk about this. Are you ready? Let's do this. If you guys truly understood how often real life things are happening around me, experiences I'm going through, and the first thing that I think about is, oh my God, I can't wait to talk about this on the podcast. Like, It's kind of embarrassing how obsessed I am with all of you. So let me just put that out there right now. Um, I want to share every intimate detail of my life with you. And I hope that I'm doing a nice job of that. So today, as I'm sitting here, I literally have 25 minutes until my therapist is going to video chat me. And I feel like I'm going to throw up. Now, I just need to normalize this for a second because... That in itself doesn't seem like a great way to promote healing, right? Like, okay, so you're going to feel awful. It pass, right? Uh, But that's a good sign. If going to your therapist doesn't bring up a lot of feelings for you and you're just like, oh, man, just can't wait to catch them up on my week and how things are going, uh... It's always so nice and relaxing, and I feel so much better after. That might not be the therapist for you, okay? It might not be. It might not be a good fit, and and maybe it is. And so let me present it to you this way. Therapy is meant to be uncomfortable. Your healing journey is meant to be uncomfortable, If it were easy, everyone would do it, right? That like stupid cliche quote. But we are literally dredging up past experiences that have changed us and shaped us to be who we are in a safe space with someone capable of holding on to our feelings and sitting with us. Not something we usually encounter. So on the one hand, therapy needs to challenge you and is likely going to be painful because that's how we grow. I call them my growing pains, right? When you're making progress, just like if you do a really intense workout, you know it worked because you can feel your sore muscles, okay? Therapy is the same thing. To know that you're growing and accomplishing things, you have to be able to experience a little bit of that pain. On the other hand, There have definitely been situations where you're kind of in a maintenance period. And so like, for example, when I first started 
um, to overcome my panic attacks and they weren't happening on like a daily, weekly, or even monthly basis anymore. We were just coming up with a plan to kind of maintain the progress that I had made and not so much continuing to like dive into new things and the really intense healing work. So I'm not saying every single session has to be like knock down, drag out, fist fight, you know, fighting back against your mental health, but most of them really should be, okay? So just something to consider. Um, So I'm sitting here getting ready to go into my fourth therapy session with this new therapist who I really enjoy. I can feel her human side coming out. Like she will say things like, wow, okay, I'm not trying to sound judgmental toward that experience, but like, what the fuck were people thinking when they did that or blah, blah, blah. Um, And she's just really human. And I like that. So I'm sitting here literally where I plan to meet with her on my couch and I'm thinking about what I want to accomplish in this session. I like to use my therapy sessions as an opportunity for a cathartic release, whether that be sadness, hurt, anger, shame, guilt, embarrassment. I want to go in with the intention to put myself in a position to give her an opportunity to hold safe space for me and support me while I physically experience some big emotions. And what I mean by that is speaking about and digging into topics where I know I have big emotions tied to them. And then when I bring it up to her, she'll ask me deeper questions, ask me to reflect on things that I haven't maybe thought about before. And she will sit in silence with me and let me just sob my face off or yell and get angry and say, why did this happen to me? And why, you know, whatever. And so I give myself permission going in to have that release. Because there were times with my past therapist where I would kind of hold back. I would be like, oh God, I don't want to put this on her. I see her as her last appointment of the day. And as a therapist, I know how exhausted she probably is by that time. So I'm going to like do some work, but I'm going to maybe not cry today. Or I'm going to maybe not like yell and get upset. And we'll just keep it a little bit lighter today. That was not my sword to fall on. That was not my responsibility or issue to consider. Okay? So I want to normalize this uh, compassion that we tend to hold for somebody who's holding safe space for us. And then I remind myself, and I want to remind all of you, you're not that scary. And your emotions aren't that scary. People are capable of supporting us and holding our hand and holding that safe space, okay, and sitting with it. We don't need to act as if the other person who, by the way, as therapists, we're literally taught how to hold safe space for you, but we don't need to act as if we're going to break them, like they're fragile, if we dig in too intensely or go too deeply with something or we display our emotions some type of way. I'm so fucking tired of this stigma in our society around big emotions. 
that even in your safe space with your therapist, with your coach, with whoever is capable of being there for you, that you still believe something about your emotional expression is going to be too much for them, too hard for them, too, you know, uh, like too much of a burden on them. No, every single emotion that you have is valid and safe and secure with this other person. You have every right to express yourself in a way that feels good to you. We've been told to basically shove it when it comes to our emotions. Sweep that shit under the rug. Don't put that on to other people. That is selfish. And I'm over it. But the only way that changes if, is if we start leading by example and modeling to our families, to our friends, to the people around us, what it looks like to express yourself. That, oh shit, you know, sometimes every once in a while, Jacqueline can get on the podcast and sob her face off and still get her point across and still deliver a message. Or sometimes she gets on here and she's so fired up and angry that it makes me a little bit uncomfortable. But the ability to reflect on that and go, oh, but that's just conditioning that I've experienced from society that says big emotions are bad. That you're displaying your emotions makes me uncomfortable. So therefore you shouldn't do it. And I'm over it. I will not stand for that anymore. So I'm going into this therapy session and every other one, as long as I'm working with this therapist and any therapist I might work with in the future or any coach, giving myself permission ahead of time to feel however the fuck I feel throughout this healing journey and be unafraid and unapologetic in displaying those emotions with her. Period. We need to lead by example. My favorite thing is when someone says, you inspired me to start my healing journey. That is what reminds me that what we're doing here fucking matters. That me writing out these permission slips saying, your emotions are not too big. You deserve safe space to heal. You deserve safe space to express yourself and feel however the fuck you feel. That those things matter and it adds up. Can you imagine the ripple effect if I give you permission and you follow up on that and then you therefore lead by example and have the same effect on the people in your life and then those people have the impact on the people in their lives? It's never ending. My greatest fear though is that you're hearing my words and saying, good for you, I just can't do that. And then we stop the ripple right there. We have an obligation and a responsibility to the people around us, to ourselves, to future generations, to society as a whole, to normalize and validate emotions on every single level. There's a commercial out right now um, that's for Amazon and it's talking about how their delivery trucks are going like all electric and they're working to be like emission free by 2022 or some something I don't know um but at the beginning of the commercial the guy says um climate change is the fight of our generation and I think it's the fight of for some people but I look at that commercial and I go 
bullshit. Mental health is the fight of my generation. Normalizing and destigmatizing mental health is what I'm fighting for. And it just gets me thinking that there's a lot of things to stand for right now and lanes to be in and things to like speak up about. Mine is mental health and improving the emotional expression and healing process for every single human. That's my fight. So Amazon can have their climate change fight and other people can choose, you know, maybe you're fighting for or against masks really strongly or whatever. I don't really care what your fight is, but when you're here and you're a part of this community, we're fighting for mental health. We are normalizing it and lowering stigma one fucking podcast episode at a time. And you can continue to positively perpetuate this ripple effect if you start leading by example. I really want to empower you to recognize that. It is time for me to go get checked in for my virtual therapy appointment today. I'm excited to do some healing and I'm also freaking the fuck out. It's a beautiful balance of both things and I am making space for both emotions. So wish me luck and I can't wait to see you guys in the next episode.